Today was a was a pretty explosive uh, show. Um, we're, we're trying to make sense of what happened here in Texas and having a discussion that I I don't think others are uh, are really having. And we continue that discussion tonight at 9 p.m. Um, on uh, on the Glenbeck Television program. Mark Levin's going to be my guest. You don't want to miss it tonight, nine on blazetv.com um but here's the the program and we start out with i think just telling the truth in a way that i haven't heard anywhere else you're listening to the best of the glenn beck program to talk to you about the shooting here in Texas. And the last thing I want to do is divide people even more. It pains me to think about the political garbage that has happened in the last 12 hours. And it pains me because I believe that we are on the verge of losing our nation. And the reason why we're about to lose our nation is the same reason that some kid walked into an elementary school And shot and killed people. Kids. It's not the gun. Our kids are committing suicide. Is anybody saying it's the rope? It's really the same with fentanyl. You can have the biggest drug war you want. But if people desire it, it will continue to get through. Why are our kids taking this? Was it the gun? Was it fame? I just want to shoot a lot of people so I'll be remembered. Maybe maybe that played a role? We are a nation that I don't think God could point out any clearer. I I mean, I don't think any psychiatrist who's worth his salt and not talking about politics. I don't think anybody in history will look back to our nation a hundred years from now and say, yeah, it was the gun or it was the abortion doctor 
No, it's the people. Something has changed in us, and it's not for the better. And please don't tell me about how much you care about kids. I mean, I guess the kids matter. I don't want to even get into that. Look, here's, here's the thing that we have. Just hear me out. Why, why are our kids shooting kids? Why are our kids committing suicide? Why is fentanyl all over in our society? I mean, the crack problem that we had back in what was it, the 80s or the 90s, that was, that was nothing compared to this. And this is also the white community. This is happening in the affluent communities, at least here in, in, in Texas. That's where all of the deaths are occurring. So it's all these kids who have all this privilege. Why? Why are our kids joining gangs? Those are symptoms. And I don't hear anybody, anybody on any side actually talking about, look, I don't want this to happen in another school with another child. And if you are somebody who really has never been around guns, you don't understand guns, uh, or you've just been listening to the media and you don't understand the importance of the Second Amendment, I get it. I really do. And it's, it's so easy for all of us to say, yeah, well, this is different. No, it's not. That's why we have the Bill of Rights, to stop us from saying this is different. You know, the first shooting of a teacher happened in 1840, that it was in a college. The first, the first uh, shooting in a school, an elementary or high school, was in 1853 or 54. And it was in Kentucky. I've been telling you for a long time, we are in the 1850s. We're repeating the pattern of the 1850s. Hate, bias, tearing people apart, splitting the nation into... We had the COVID lockdown. Do you know, one of my staff members was um, in Melbourne, Florida yesterday at a zoo in Melbourne. Uh, the bird flu is going around in Melbourne. And they were, telling, they were telling my staff member that we decided to bring the birds out. We were thinking about putting them in isolation to protect them from the bird flu, which is going around. But we decided... It wouldn't be good 
for them to keep them in isolation. The birds, the birds. Our kids have been isolated. Our kids have been alone. Our ki- can you imagine being a kid today? Imagine just the COVID disruption. I don't have to imagine it. I am living it with my kids. But at least I have high school and, and elementary school as fondish memories. What is their memory? What is their base? Meanwhile, nothing is solid. Nothing is solid. But where can, can you depend on your family? Families are breaking up. Can you depend on your parents? Your parent, your teachers are being are teaching your kids that your parents can't be trusted. Can you trust on God? No one talks about God. What's real in our society? Nothing. Our kids will sit next to each other on social media. They won't talk. They'll text one another. Why are, why are the gangs? What, who's joining these gangs? People who feel like they have no family. People who are looking for a sense of belonging. How could this boy even go in there and shoot these kids? I don't know. I really don't know. But I can tell you it's not the gun. It was something in him. And are we even looking at those who have pronouns that are him, he? We have devalued men. We have destroyed men. There is no regard for human life. How can you be a kid and hear the argument that it's always a woman's choice to kill her baby? Always. Not safe, legal, and rare. Always. That that baby could be born in 10 minutes, but I'm going to go in and kill it. Where's the value of human life? The hatred that is being poured poured down our, our throats. The class division. The racism. Make no mistake, it is intentional. It is intentional. The best way to destroy a nation is to Cut it apart. This is Marx. And everybody wants to seem to be God. Everybody thinks that they're God. In our society, where are the ethics? What are ethics? It's your truth versus my truth. There is no absolute truth. Well, in a world where there is no truth, 
Who gets to be God? Well, it depends on which group you're in, I guess. It's, it's just when you decide something is important, I guess. We have decided as a nation, school shootings have to stop. But gang shootings, all those people killed in Chicago mean nothing. Well, that's acceptable. I'm going to get to all the news of the day and more perspective here in a minute. But I, I just had to start with, we're not serious. This, too, is politics. The argument for guns, against guns, that has nothing to do with this. They'll kill each other with their bare hands. They'll use rocks. They'll use knives. Look at, look at Britain. We have to be brave and do what Britain and Australia did. Do we? Do we? Really? Because now they're just, now they have to ban steak knives, kitchen knives. I'm not making that up. That's true. Why? Because there's rot in the soul. And until we live in a nation that is willing to even recognize that there is something bigger than the self and it has nothing to do with government will never fix this problem. If everyone within the sound of my voice would just take the day to say, let's not make this about the second amendment pro or against let's not make this about Democrats and Republicans. Let's just make this about what the hell is going on. Because everything in our society is falling apart and we are acting. Do you know in the 1960s, a kid could go in and buy a handgun? And I mean a kid. I could have sent my kid with a note that said, hey, uh, I want him to pick up this gun for me in a box of bullets. And I'm not even sure you needed the note. So why weren't kids killing everybody? I don't know. Because the as sick as we were there, the system, the center held because there was something that was uniting us to truth and decency. That's gone. All the world's problems, all of America's problems, they are not disconnected from each other. What the Fed has done is tied right directly to the school. Wokeness, we're tied directly to. Hatred, tied directly to it. CRT, bathrooms that anybody can use, all of these things are all tied together. They are not separate. And until you're willing to have that conversation, the rest of it is bullcrap. Back in a minute. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program.
this with Jason Whitlock on Blaze TV. Welcome. How are you, sir? I'm awesome. Thank you for having me, Glenn. So I saw two t- um, uh, tweets from you yesterday. yesterday. Um, the wickedness in Texas will not be solved via Twitter outrage. Look much deeper if you can. That's exactly the message I've been trying to bring in my broadcast today. There's something else that nobody wants to look at that's going on, and it ain't the guns. Well, I, I think everybody's prescribing a secular problem. Yes. I mean, a secular solution for a spiritual problem. And we have to look at the motivation and, and not focus on the mechanism, the gun. And I, I want to know what's going on with young people and people in America. What environment, what culture have we set up that's creating this level of wickedness? So, and, Jason, I, I said earlier, earlier on the program that everybody's trying to isolate this from everything else. But our kids are killing themselves in record numbers. They have mental health issues because of isolation in record numbers. We have gangs killing people in record numbers. Um, society is really sick, really sick. And nobody wants to look at the whole thing and say, what's changed here? Because you could be, you know, eight and go in and buy a handgun at your local uh, gun store back in 1959, and they weren't shooting people up. Yeah, Glenn, what I find fascinating about the people that want to look at the mechanism, the gun, and there's a greater mechanism killing young people than guns. Far more American young people will be killed by drug overdoses, far more than guns in in the next calendar year. But the same group that wants to demonize the gun wants the proliferation of drugs. They want more drugs. They want it more legalized. The actual, the tool that's killing more young people than anything, they want spread out and more accepted throughout culture. And so we just don't, why are kids turning to drugs, violence, and sex? They're looking for relief from a culture that we have created that isolates them, leaves them to be babysat by television, smartphones, computers, social media apps. And, and I don't think it's shocking that the young people that were interviewed that knew this kid said, yeah, he, he turned dark a couple of years ago and you know, went into this emo lifestyle or alternative lifestyle two years ago around the time you know, we sent kids home from school, made a mask up, and turned everything into DMs over computers. The guy's DMing some woman in California that he'll never meet, never talk to. His family structure is under attack mm-hmm. uh, throughout the, the country and throughout the culture. And we've turned children into a choice. And that's why we, and it's a woman's choice to be made while the child is in the womb. Children are an awesome responsibility granted to us by God. They're not a choice. They're, they're a wonderful responsibility 
that we are neglecting and and we keep creating a colder and more isolated and more detached world for them while we pursue our true selves, while we pursue financial riches and a second home and a third car and an uh, extra bedroom and more square footage. And, you know, we've devalued the family and we've devalued God's natural order, man, woman, and child, and that whole family. And we're interested in disrupting it and think that, hey, a village, a village can raise our kids. A village is going to raise a lot of idiots and, and monsters. And I, I will tell you that it is, um, it's kind of like COVID, uh, where put a mask on it, and we don't know where it came from. And if you ask a question, you, you, you know, you're just uh, you're a conspiracy theorist. We didn't want to find the answer of where that came from or find any real truth. It was used. It was used for other people. Um, either to make money or gain political power or whatever. The same thing is happening here. Just by talking about guns, it is we're repeating the pattern of we don't want to really look into where this came from. And we're devaluing, you know, you say we're devalue, devaluing these things, um, in, you know, especially God. We're not devaluing them. We've eliminated them and we're worshiping the opposite of God and truth. There's no question. And again, it's like today on my show, we do it every Wednesday. We talk to two pastors and we're going to talk about demonic forces that are running rampant in America. And, and we're not going to talk about it in some spooky way, but we are codifying into law, into custom, into culture, things that are in total objection to a biblical worldview. Yes. And if we don't address that, and that's what I mean by demonic forces, it's not some spooky thing that you, you can't see or touch or whatever. When, when you start codifying laws that are anti-family, anti-God's natural order, man, woman, and child, uh, and, and, and you start promoting that any type of family structure or no family structure is just as good as as the natural order or better or be, yeah or be, that's a demonic force that's that's you're adopt adopting a mentality that leads to the kind of chaos destruction and just rampant wickedness that we don't know from day to day who's going to snap next and and it could be a white person, it could be a black person, it could be uh, the Ramos kid or whatever. But we're all living in this pressure cooker where where we're rejecting the culture that made America great. We're, we're rejecting it, and and these idiots think they have something better, and they don't. All they know how to do is tear down what was built. They don't have solutions. They don't have something be build back better. I'd love to hear the better. Well, they 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 can't do it. I mean, because really all they have is tear down, and then it becomes the solution that always ends in death and, and starvation. Um, but, uh, you know, their whole thing, I mean, Michelle Obama told us this. Barack knows. Uh, we're going to have to uh, go to uncomfortable places. We're going to have to change our history. We're going to have to change our language. Uh, we're going to have to change our traditions. Uh, 
that's what they've been doing is dismantling all of those things. And nature abhors a vacuum. And when we got rid of God in the schools, we had a vacuum for a while. Now that vacuum has been filled and it has been filled with anti-Christ teachings, things that go against what Christ taught. An anti-Christ teaching would be there is no forgiveness because of the way you were born or what your skin is or what the sins of your father. That is anti-Christ teaching. And I don't think people, you know, Christians should really start to understand, you know, uh, I hear, oh, Jesus must be coming because only he could solve it. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, we're teaching our kids and allowing our kids to receive anti-Christ instructions. That's not going to bode well for them in the future. Not at all. And obviously, we're on a topic that I love to talk about and discuss. I, I really don't want to dis- – I regret somewhat distracting from that. But I, let's say you're someone listening right now who's not religious and, and just Correct. don't have faith. Yeah. But, but, again, America's greatest value, the thing that we offered, was freedom. And freedom is under attack. And, and I say that because, Glenn, I used to be a person seven, eight years ago that was anti the Second Amendment. I didn't understand what the gun and what the right to bear arms, I didn't really understand its importance. But it is, it is our guarantee of freedom because governments, when not in fear of the governed, will seek more power and control and will strip you of freedom. And that's why the founding father said, hold on to this gun, because this government that we build, it, it has a natural instinct to seek power and control. And if they don't fear you and your ability to defend yourself, they will strip you of your freedom. And that's what's going on. Once I fully understood, like, what their thinking was behind, behind these principles in the Second Amendment. And then once I saw and recognized, like, oh, my God, they will strip us of our freedom of speech, freedom of thought. I'm looking at them do it on these, through big tech and these social media apps. And then, literally, if anybody hasn't wakened up in the last two years, when they're trying to force these vaccines on healthy people to protect old people and fat people, and I'm fat, and unhealthy people, when they're they're forcing these vaccines on young people and things like that, corporations are required, and I'm like, oh my God, if we don't don't have the ability to protect ourselves, they will strip us of all these freedoms that we once took for granted. So even if you're not a believer, a freedom is under attack. And freedom is the greatest resource that America ever had. It's the strongest thing we had. We need to hold on to it at all costs. And I will tell you, you don't have to believe in religion to see the benefits of religion. You can see the bad things. I mean, if you're honest and you're a religious person, I don't care what religion you are. Horrible things have been done in the name of God. Horrible things. But also really good things, and that is what created this nation and kept us stable. 
don't believe me, when did problems start to happen? They started happening in the 50 or sorry, in the 60s when we started to remove God. Things got really bad when man decided he could make his own religion. And that's wokeism. And it is a religion. You will either kneel at the altar or you will be depersoned, period. Also, as you would talk about the 50s and 60s, don't forget the good things that happened because of religion. The civil rights movement and the removal of, it, the removal of Jim Crow laws, that's led by religious people, Christians. Uh, so, was the, so was the Civil War. No so question. was the Civil War. Thank you so much, Jason. I appreciate it. Jason Whitlock, you can uh, find him on the Blaze TV. He's fantastic, really fantastic, and brings a really uh, different and common sense point of view. You can find him on Blaze TV. Don't forget, tonight at 9 p.m. on my show on Blaze TV, Mark Levin and Ali Stuckey join me on the real replacement theory that America should be worried about and paying attention to. The best of the Glenn Beck program. There's a case coming out in the Supreme Court and good money has been placed that it is going to come out in defense of the Constitution and against the New York State gun laws where you have to prove you're in need. And by the way, so you know how restrictive this is. I had 15 uh, credible death threats on me going at all times, at all times while I was in New York. I couldn't get an exception for a gun. Okay? Yeah. Take you two years to prove, excuse me, 15 credible, I mean, I have yeah, people to, working on them right now. I, I don't have a reason. To explain the way this law works, so you have to, of course, be in their, in their law. You must ha- apply for a license, must be 21 years old have no criminal record, have good moral character. God yes, gee, well, good, good thing we have that. <laughs> yeah. And you have to demonstrate the need to carry a gun beyond average public safety fears. Now, of course, it's completely ridiculous that you did not uh, prove that. You had you have tons of death threats against you all the time. Right. And But why do I have to as say a public that? figure? And by the but, way, kids should be able to carry guns in school then. They should be issued a gun. I, you're because, telling us how much worse it is, yeah. which, you know, it's interesting. But if it is a right, by definition, you should not have to prove you ha- you have a need beyond average. Right? Like it if it, it is a right, well, just kind of, fundamentally, you should not need to prove you need. Let's let's take this in mm-hmm. out of the gun realm. That's why the left is arguing that abortion is a right, because if it's a right, you can't regulate it. Mm-hmm. If it's a right, they do have the right to terminate a child any time they want. As much as I hate abortion, right? If, if it was written in the Constitution that a woman had a right to get an abortion, what I would have to fight for is a constitutional, constitutional amendment. amendment to get rid of that. I would not be able to come up with fancy no. little restrictions all oh, over the place. But that's what they say, right. too. These, these, all these restrictions that they're passing, they can't do that. This is a right. It's an unrest. That's why in those states like New York and California, they are saying it's a right and it will be unrestricted in those states. So that means you don't believe in the right 
that is actually written down. You believe in a magic fairy right mm-hmm. of abortion, but not the one that was written down. Right. And it's very clear. It, it, this is what so, makes me so cynical about these efforts to fix these problems afterward. You have a situation where there are a lot of different approaches you could take to try to help this. You're never going to eliminate it completely, but to try to do it, you can put security in schools. You could uh, you could um, work on mental health. You can talk about violent video games if you want. You can talk about guns. You can talk about all of these things that you think red flag laws, all of these things that you think might make a difference. And we could talk about their validity. But the only one the left ever cares about is the one that is the the highest fruit in the tree. None of the low-hanging fruit do they care about at all. They only care about the thing that is guaranteed in the Constitution, right? Why would you target to fix this problem the only thing that has a massive barrier in your way, which is the Second Amendment? You can't. It's almost like they're looking to upend our foundations instead of actually hmm. solve this problem. It's, it's not going, you're not, you can't do it unless you get rid of the Second Amendment. Now, I know they want to get rid of the Second Amendment. They should explicitly argue for that and see how it goes. Well, I will tell you, they could be able to do it if they get their wish. And I think the gun ruling, you know, even if they were going to go with the gun ruling, I think somebody, if it's close, I think Roberts is going to say, hey, we, we don't want to get into that. Oh, let's, so we already have abortion. Let's not overturn that. But if they do, that will be their road to the um, uh, to packing the court. Right. I'm convinced of it. Hang on just yep. a second. We have Attorney General of Texas, Ken Paxton, who won the primary uh, last night. Congratulations. Thank you. We uh, we did what you wanted, which is uh, we ended the bush rain here. So yeah, good. good. Thank you very much for that. Okay, let's let's have a conversation about the the kids and the teacher that was killed in teachers. Two of them now killed uh, yesterday in an elementary school. Um, we don't need to go through all the thoughts and prayers. We obviously all care about the the community and the family and the the families and the school. How could this been prevented, Ken? So we passed laws when I was in the Texas Senate, I think it was 2013, that would have, I think, helped greatly. There's, there's no way that law enforcement can get to every location uh, as fast as they would need to for somebody like this that comes in and starts shooting people in minutes, people are, kids are dead. So the, the laws that were put in place uh, were related to allowing uh, school districts to opt into training teachers, either in one of two capacities, as a marshal where they get more sophisticated training, so they're almost, you know, something like a police officer, mm-hmm. and, letting those, and letting those people, you know, operate inside the school, and then also training others under the Guardian program so that they can have some training so that these teachers, because the general rule of schools is you can't carry a gun into the school. But under these laws, that not only, I think, I was told by the lieutenant governor yesterday that they funded this, too. And school districts had the choice of opting into this where they could let people on campus have guns so that we would have a much more immediate response. I'll, I'll tell you, I went to a school, uh, my son was playing football, went to a school, and there were signs all over. Beware. Teachers are armed. We take the Second Amendment and the protection of our students seriously. And it was so clear. They're not doing anything here. Not doing no, anything that's here. that's the way to do it. Yes. And I think that's the way it should be. I mean, these people, I mean, they, they know they're not, they're, 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 they're safe, at least until law enforcement gets there. 
to accomplish their goals. And we're going to keep seeing this happen until we decide as, as a state, and we've decided as a state, the local school district have to decide or it's going to have to be made mandatory by the state to protect those kids. Well, we're going to have an onslaught of uh, all kinds of stuff from the federal government trying to get us to uh, violate the uh, Second Amendment. The Second Amendment, and um, we are—I'm assuming—we're in Texas. We're strong, right? There's no—I mean, I can't think of anything that we can do other than look at our own society and see what's going on. Our kids are killing themselves, and then they're killing others. Um, there's something deeply wrong in our society, and it's not the gun. It's not the well, gun. I mean, let me just add to this. I mean, first of all, it's not the gun. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous for the Biden administration to suggest that this kid who decided to violate the murder laws would, oh, wait a minute, there's a gun law. I can't do this. I would violate a gun law. It's law-abiding citizens that follow law. Second, we have a fentanyl crisis that, that, that the Biden administration has presumably invited and we have over 100,000 people that overdosed and died from fentanyl. Look, I know it is awful what happened in the schools, but awful. why isn't the Biden administration so concerned about the 100-something thousand people that died from overdoses because they opened up the border and allowed fentanyl to come across? That and also we found out that a terrorist they arrested, the FBI arrested a terrorist that came across our open border and was planning on smuggling three others uh, in to kill George W. Bush. Um, and you're not really hearing that story at all today, that more violence from across the border. Um, and look, I think ahead. we're going to we can expect more of that when with with the number of people that are allowing or being invited by the Biden administration to, to come to the cartels and be dropped off at Border Patrol. And, you know, here's the handoff. We're going to have terrorist problems. If you wanted to do something terrible in the United States, it's really easy. You just. You just participate in the Biden, you know, immigration program, and you're, you're gonna, you, you can come in and do whatever you want. I don't know how we stop it. The uh, the former Assistant Secretary for Homeland Security in the Obama administration said the most important thing for the federal government to do right now. This is last night, is to say there will be no immigration enforcement during this period in that area. Um, these are political issues in Texas, and it has a large immigration population. You want parents with their kids. You don't want people hiding right now. You need to make it clear that because of the political issues in Texas, um, we are not going to have any enforcement on our border. And, and that's <laughs> insane, but that's, that's, that's basically what's going on anyway. I mean, they're not enforcing federal law. And they're letting everybody, they're not just, I mean, it's not even just letting, they're inviting it. Like, please come, bring cartels, make as much money as you can, bring as many people here as possible. That's what is going on. I have a uh, interview with uh, William Barr, the former attorney general, um, that's coming out tomorrow. I sat with him for 90 minutes yesterday and I talked to him about the border and I said, why can't Texas defend itself? And he said, I'm actually hoping that somebody will issue an executive order and uh, follow the actual national laws. He said, because uh, it's going to go to the Supreme Court. And he said, there's no way what they're doing down there is legal. And there's no way that any court is going to stop, you know, this Supreme Court is going to stop Texas from doing, enforcing the law that's on the books. 
that the gov- federal government won't do. Look, this is exactly what I've been saying. I, I know. I'm asking the legislature, and they're, look, they only meet every other year, so they haven't really had a chance to do this since Biden got into office. But here we are. We're coming up on a legislative session next January. They should pass a law that does exactly what the federal law says and then start enforcing it and make the Biden administration sue us and let me take it to the U.S. Supreme Court. And I agree with them. How could they possibly sit on the side and say, look, the federal government has a law. You can't now enforce your law. You just have to let them run amok and let all these bad things happen. I cannot imagine that the Supreme Court, looking at the actual what's happening, would let that happen. Is there anything um, that we can do, Ken, as a people? Because everybody wants this to stop. Is there anything that law enforcement or the state or the federal government can do to help this stop? Well, I mean, the only thing you could actually do right quickly is have executive orders that match federal law from, from a governor, from one of these border governors that matches federal law, and then we start enforcing those. But it's very... No, no, no. I mean, no, no, wait, wait. I mean, I'm sorry. I wanted to go back to the shooting. Is there oh, any... Oh, oh, I'm sorry. That's all right. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, I think right now that these school districts, there's over a thousand school districts in Texas. And I don't know what laws are in other states. I can just tell you about Texas. There, if they would, in, if they would invoke this, use this money that has been granted uh, according to the lieutenant governor, and if they would use these laws, they could begin to protect. And look, nothing's going to work perfectly, but just like the school you went into, are you going to choose that school where you, you're looking over no your way. shoulder, you might get shot in the back? Right, you're going to go to one that doesn't do that. Let's make it really hard for these guys to killed children let's make it like in really hard like maybe they can get away with it but it's going to be really really hard and most of them are going to get shot before they ever get the first round off or they're going to get shot very quickly after you know one shot's fired so we could save a lot of children if we'll just do that one thing so before he went in he was shot by a police officer uh and then uh it was a border patrol agent that actually killed him both were injured are they all right yeah, I mean, I actually am on my way down there. I'm about to get on a plane to go down there and find out what's going on. My people deal with the uh, victims of crime. That's our one of our jobs. And so I actually haven't gotten an update on uh, any of the wounded uh, officers. But God bless that guy for running in there and saving the <laughs> Who knows? We'll never know how many people he saved, how many kids he saved. Yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Ken Paxton, yeah. the Attorney General uh, of the great state of Texas. Na, 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 na.